When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to this Thursday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I'm coming to you from the upside down of the Scottish Championship. My name is Gary Cocker, but I'm joined by some hip salt. Hello. That's Duncan Mackay and some heart sauce. Hello. That's Robert Borthwick. So we've got a lot of laughing to do today. A lot of laughs. Yeah. Unless you care about the coefficient, which you probably don't. So we're going to start today by talking about Celtic crashing out. (laughs) (laughs) The Cluj. Oh dear. Um, Where to begin? Can I start with addressing the fans of Celtic Football Club, none of which listen to this podcast? Um, I just want to say that. Or they don't anymore. Well, yeah, after my cackle to start, um, just grow up. <laughs> just be like, not for me. Yeah, like it's, it's, yeah. Honestly, grow up. These things happen. People will laugh at your football club um, when you have a hilarious result. We saw it with Progress Niedercorn with Rangers. We saw it with uh, Birker Kara with Hearts. We've seen it with Dundee's results all of last season. Your team will get laughed at, and and that's something you just got to sort of take on the chin and and move forward with. But Celtic fans have been so conditioned towards success in the last two, three, four years that they don't know how to take it. And I'll be honest with you, it's magnificent. It's <laughs> yeah. great. The, the tears, the snorters, um, the the what aboutery is just beautiful. And as a man who basically lives his life on Twitter.com, it is perfect. A lot of them have lost a run of themselves. That's I think so that that would be. I mean, everything like everything has unravelled. Like it was weird because I was uh, was speaking to friends on Sunday, and um, they, were, they were talking about, and this is coming after Celtic having just scored twelve league goals in the first two games, and I, and I just said, and I said, this sounds weird to say at the time, but I still think it's it's like a, it's either a house of cards or it's like it's lots of dry leaves around a very flammable area. Like, but just because, like, I, the, the, to me, there was the, the as impressive as they were going forward. 
that team is not very good in a lot of areas. As, a, added to the fact that of everything that's going on off the field, despite the fact that you, it's, it's weird because in, what, in one sense Celtic are, are, are never been further ahead. You know, in terms of like revenue, uh, transfer fees, tra- like receiving and paying out, doing mental stuff like getting all their fans to pay fifteen pounds a day to go to Celtic FC. Like they are, uh, they're talking about the hotel, there's like Celtic Village. You, know, I think it's fair to say Lennox Town is, is crashing everyone else out of the water in terms of what they're doing in terms of developing young players, and yet. It's all for fuck all. It is a little bit like um, Simpsons SPFL tweeted out a picture of, I think it's Bart's evil twin. (laughs) (laughs) And it said, you know, too good for the Scottish Premiership, but not good enough for European football. And that is basically it, is they do seem to just be at this very strange tier, which is they can easily just put their hand out and have everyone else just like try to run at them uh, while conceding six or seven goals. Um, But when it comes to European football, well, actually, we should get to this. If you were Neil Lennon, Yep. Duncan, try to hide your excitement at this. If you were Neil Lennon, what would you have done differently if you could wind back that clock? Back to, to turn back time. Well, only to uh, this Tuesday. week. I don't mean to, like several years past. Oh, I, mean, we, I wouldn't have um, no, uh, actually redact. Redact, redact. <laughs> oh, we almost got myself in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, first and foremost, look at your lineup, man. Yeah. Like attacking going forward with the players that he has, he has got. The most exciting, I think, attacking unit in, in Scotland. He's got James Forrest, he's got Odson Edward, he's got Ryan Christie. He's got real passionate players and fans' favourites in there. When you put Callum McGregor at left-back and you don't start your £7.5 million centre-back, I mean, I know this has been said by everyone everywhere in the last yeah. few days, but it deserves to be said again. That's insanity. I mean, the, the record that Celtic have, obviously, Callum McGregor's played left-wing-back before... He's a good enough player that, yeah, he, he can play there if if needed. But, uh, but as, as a wing-back as well, not yeah, a left-back. didn't but... need to do it. I mean, it's not like he's done this before at Hibs or anything, has it done? No, he's, 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 he's never he's, there was, tinkered there was necessarily. Necessarily. straight as a die when yeah. it came to uh, <laughs> team selection. Um, yeah. yeah, I think th- you, you have to start a team selection and you can maybe even go before that in terms of re- recruitment at Celtic, which is just a... One big lucky dip it appears to be because the, the there doesn't seem to be an idea of what it is we're, they're trying to do, um, and the, yeah, you can't you cannot spend ten million pounds on defensive players and then not play them in what is ultimately the biggest game of the season at this stage for 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 your for your team. I mean, and then you can go on to, I mean, why why you would sacrifice what Cal McGregor brings to that team for Scott Brown at mm-hmm. this stage of his career, like. I just don't, I, I don't, so, I don't, I don't get it. Like, see, and that's even before the brain fart, which we will get to. But, uh, but see, yeah. for, for me, like the, the magic that Brendan Rodgers brought to Celtic was taking existing players, playing them where they should be played, and improving them as footballers. I mean, and in McGregor, some cases, exponentially. Yeah. Cal McGregor, James Forrester, your two biggest examples of that. Two players who weren't on the way out as such under Dyla, um, but weren't sort of thriving they, they weren't showing their true potential and what Brendan Rodgers came in and did was played these guys as the assets that they are Ryan Christie towards the end as well you know he, mm-hmm. he played him in, in that attacking midfield role and, and let him express himself and, and become the footballer that he should be and then you get Neil Lennon coming in and like yeah Forrest and Christie they're still thriving because they're still playing where they should be but when you put Callum McGregor at left back you're not going to get a positive 
result out of him. You're not you're not going to get a positive experience for the fans. Nothing like that is going to work, and it's it happens even if even if even if they'd won one nil on Tuesday night, that that decision from McGregor would. For me, you would it's happened enough hips would start the alarm bells ringing because yeah. you're just like, well, what's what is going on? Like before even going into the game against Latvia Prague, which is not happening. Like sorry, uh, you know, like and especially sorry to all those booked their flights. Paul and Tim will have a lovely time in Prague. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, which which That's foreign leader will or which, <laughs> which political leader will be? Uh, will he bump into? Um, but you know that the, the the alarm bells were there from the lineup. And that's even before you get onto the performance. Yeah. Which was hilarious. Yeah, it was. You can't, you can't go 2 1 up in a game like that. Like you, after being behind and going 2 1 up. And that should, that should be locked on at that yeah. point. Like that is like, this, and I don't know what it is about Scottish clubs. Uh, you know, you can maybe, you could have even said British clubs in the past, but English clubs seems to have, have wised up to this thing. Is you you have to be savvy. You have to cl- shut down games. You just you just have to do it. Like there's no point in being like you don't get pro- pro- uh, prizes for being brave and out of a competition. See what what Celtic really needed in that game was a, a proper leader like Scott Brown or someone like that to just you know to to really calm things down and, and just see that game out. Just to spread his hands out and just say, "Lads, <laughs> let's keep it calm." Um, yeah. yeah, I think with Scott Brown. He's a player that I think they can obviously, you know, given he's the club captain, they won't want to just keep him totally away from everything. Of course. But I think had he been omitted from the lineup, if you played Bowley where you played McGregor, or, you know, switched it back. I mean, play Bowley in the position that he is most naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know it's yeah. crazy, but hear yeah, me out. Yeah. It could work. Yeah. Um, I don't think many fans would have had an issue with it. I don't think Scott Brown really would have had an issue with but it. But also, um, also, the thing is, Bowley had had a stinker at left back, mm-hmm. then. That's great. Like that, that 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 gives Lennon all he needs. Like yeah. that, like, just hands up. Right, we we we've paid three million pounds uh, for a player that's not going to work. But he can, he can go to the board and say it doesn't. Like it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Can I please have some of that money that we've just sent sell Zolder first class, your international superstar for? And we need to upgrade, and he can bowl, and we can work on bowling. And, and I, you know, he can big himself up and say I can convert this guy into a good defender for this level. But if you play McGregor there and you fuck it up, like yeah. it's all, yeah, like, you've, got, yeah, you've yeah. got nothing. You've got nothing because at least if it had been Bowley making all those mistakes, you'd be like, then, "Well, there you well, go. That's the guy but, that you bought for yeah. for me." Because yeah. clearly, it's not a player that Lennon. Well, Lennon had a uh, was advancing in terms of want to play him. Like maybe maybe it was a, an agent pal recommended them. I don't know, but like you know um, that. You, but it's mental. And I think the other player, and I take no pleasure in this whatsoever, but the other player that we should probably discuss is Scott Bain. Not, I, I, not, I, I, a, I can, not a good few weeks for for uh, Mr. Cream Rises to the top. I can no. see no reason why you would take any pleasure from Scott Bain None finally whatsoever. getting found out. Neil McCann, DSC, that's all I say. <laughs> uh, no, he. So we've seen Celtic spend a lot on Julian, you know, 7 million on him, 3 million on Bowley. But there's never really been any talk about them actually going after a new goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And you would think that, I mean, obviously Craig Gordon is now, it's pretty safe to say he's the number two and he's maybe a year or two from retirement. Yeah. So you would surely want to bring somebody in at the very least to try and compete against Bain and go through that whole process. And I know that goalie is always quite a difficult area to recruit for. But, well, there's, would, but there's so many yeah. there's so many quite not bad keepers 
in the like sitting as third choice in the yeah. EPL. Like, I can't believe I just said EPL. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, but yeah, yeah, but like, and people are harking back saying, "Well, Fraser Foster's available." Well, yeah, he is. Why well, go and sign him then? Like, uh, you know. I think Arthur Boric is available as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, but still, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, 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 both of them would be an upgrade on Scott Bain. Yeah. Like, let, let's not beat around the bush. Yeah, yeah, because I think that and right back are still the two areas. Oh, left back as well, actually. Come to think of it, that were the real issues for them because at right back they have um, is it El Hamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think he actually played centre back for more of than yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Uh, last season. So other than that, the next player down on the depth chart is Anthony Ralston. That's not a position you want to be in. No, no. Um, so Celtic seem like a very top-heavy team because obviously you've got uh, Griffiths and Edward up top, and then midfield you've got an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, and that um, and that works in the league, and that's yeah. fine. And but and and I know there's been a few articles today from um, from people like Michael Grant and, and Stephen McGowan, you know, pointing out being like, well, the kind of what's happened is an inevitable consequence of making patch like just focusing on uh, getting to ten. Because it all all that matters is you just have to win the league, yeah. and the and the show just keeps on rolling because that like all it is about just showing that you're you're better than Rangers and and part of, part of that is playing to the fan base, but I think it has seeped into the mentality at Celtic that actually just being better than Rangers is enough, and, and maybe and uh, you know Rogers kind of gave him that bit of a, a a jump start, but then he went to Europe and. Saw decided that he didn't really fancy defending, which was quite an odd, um, weird thing to do. But uh, but so it's, it's the, the whole mentality of the club has just been about being better than Rangers, and that's fine. But then that's the the, the result is Tuesday night yeah. because it's not about how does Celtic become. It's like not trying to be like the next Port or or or, um, or Axe. Or, no, it's how does Celtic just get better? Yeah. And it's a, I think that's a trap anybody can fall in because at least as a Dundee fan, last couple of seasons thought, oh, well, at least we're above United when yeah. it comes to league position. <laughs> and it just totally fell apart because you don't then actually properly focus on and analyse your own team and its own deficiencies. Um, do you think that, who do you think out of the Scottish teams will actually get to the group stages of anybody? This is a very dangerous topic given that we are recording <laughs> just as Rangers and Aberdeen play. Um, I think Rangers will get to the group yeah. stages. They, they are looking ominously decent yeah. uh, the signs that they've made Arebo looks like a different level of baller um, you've got Jermaine Defoe banging in goals again Morelos, they've got options they've, they've got, got options but also on top of that defensively they actually look alright mm-hmm. whereas Celtic clearly had their deficiencies um, I, I mean Celtic keep talking about the 10 I can't wait until they don't even make the 9 that's the pattern that we're waiting for. Yeah, that's the pattern that we're waiting for, and I, I'm I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. I'm I'm confident both Celtic and Rangers will make the group stage. I think that the there will be a reaction next week when they play uh, AIK or uh, good thing that's who yeah. they expect yeah. to play. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Aberdeen. Aberdeen will get through to next week. I think they'll get knocked out next week, but uh, or next round. So I don't think they'll make the. I think they're winning tonight. That's the goal. Do you think will get through tonight? You know, I believe is, I believe in Sammy Cosgrove. So dangerous. I know, I know. No, that's literally that's playing that. as we speak. Yeah. But I mean, you're throwing all your eggs in that basket. I'm, I'm going you're for, you're I'm, dying on this hill. And, exactly. I'm here for you, man. And I think we should all probably pray for uh, Dunfermline this weekend because um, what we've all seen from Celtic is whenever they are humiliated in Europe, they decide to just come and dish out a punishment beating to whoever they're playing next. 
And while I put my phone back onto aeroplane mode so that Chairman Fowd does not beat me with a sack of spuds uh, for little beeps on the recording, let's talk non-Scots. What do I mean by that? I'm still forming my own thoughts. What I mean is there were reports this week that James Tavenier was in line for a Scotland lineup to fill that troublesome right-back position. Those reports seem to be absolute... Yeah, kick, yeah, kick, yeah, kick, yeah, kick yeah. whatever you want to use. Um, but it did get us thinking about what players have played in Scotland over the last 10, 15 years. We might be going back a tiny bit further, Rob, yeah. um, who could have played for Scotland. So the criteria that we agreed on were... Players... I don't think we agreed on the criteria. This segment could fall yeah. apart. <laughs> Well, I'm going to give it about another two minutes. Yeah, let's not tell the season sees here. This is like whenever I did the um, 12 best last season, with usually with Joel and with Fowler, and yeah. we all just had different interpretations of what it meant. Yeah. At one point I put Bobby Lynn as, as one of the top M- 12 wide players, which I wasn't allowed to do. M- mine was mostly patter. Uh, but my, my understanding of this segment is non-Scots who have not been capped by their country, but they are the best players that have been in Scotland that have been capped. Yeah, that aren't Scottish. That we could, that could be, we could maybe through uh, if we just disregard FIFA's uh, <laughs> rules and all these sorts of things. Yeah. Say, yeah, do you want to come play for Scotland? Yeah, good. If right, we just, yeah. disregard any rules or laws, yeah. Uh, then yeah, these guys would definitely be playing for Scotland yeah. at some stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think Rob and I have very similar lists. I would, I would assume that we do. So um, why don't we take the? Does anybody have any recent players? Or current players. Define recent. Let's, let's just try and go back in time chronologically. Does anybody have anybody who's playing at the moment? Uh, I, I do have one. I this, this is when my fall apart. So the first thing, the first thing I'm going to suggest, um, because he wasn't capped by England and he did play very briefly as a trialist in Scotland. Holy oh, shit. So, uh, so Jermaine Pennant. At a time, yeah, I know that it didn't work. I'm falling apart. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. I mean, one of mine was actually James Tavernier because yeah, he's exactly what we need. He's yeah. the I would say the best right back in the league um, in yeah, the world. Yeah, at least. <laughs> oh, we second are after we're only, losing all of our Celtic yeah, listeners right now. Second um, after only Michael Smith, but yeah, he's very good. <laughs> he sometimes gets more than seven out of ten, though. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, obviously, I think one of the things that will probably happen in the future is. It'll either be Stephen O'Donnell or Tierney might be pushed out there. Yeah, uh, I, I, he comes I think back the likelihood is Tierney, yeah. uh, which is a shame because he is such a such a good left back, and I think at Arsenal he's really going to thrive. But I think Callum Patterson was the answer, and now he is an attacking midfielder slash striker. <laughs> uh, you know, Gary Locke is obviously picking the Cardiff team just now. Um, but you know, O'Donnell, I love Stephen O'Donnell. Is he? Is he the guy that's going to take Scotland to the next level? I'm not sure. Um, I think he would need to get a move to, and no disrespect to Kilmarnock at all, but he would maybe need to get a move to a Celtic or something like that to really see the best of him, try him in Europe, all that kind of stuff. Cause still, <laughs> a, still a couple of weeks left of the transfer window. He was not tried in Europe this year. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I like O'Donnell, but I think Tierney probably will be the longer-term yeah. answer because Robertson's going to own that left-back spot for the next 15 years. But Tavernier would be class if that, if, if, if that if the rules were allowed to be broken. So can, we, can we keep him here for another five years? We just send them back to school <laughs> and make it like a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> Scotland have got some wacky ways about getting around these rules. It involves. <laughs> yeah. I think the only other area at the moment where we're crying out for something slightly different is maybe up top. 
Um, what are you talking about? We've got, we've got £20 million Ollie McBurney and £14, £14 million um, Ollie Burke. Done. Damn it. And Lee Griffiths. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously we need a longer term solution at, uh, I was going to say at the back, between the six, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah. And goal, because in four or five years' time, who are we going to have? Sandra Clark. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. How old's John McLaughlin again? Is he? <laughs> I think he's like 32 now. Um, yeah. 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 So, if we move slightly further back in time, who is the next most recent player you have? I'm looking at you, Duncan, because I think me and Rob are basically just have the same list. So, I had so, I had someone who, if he, uh, because I loved him when he was at Hibs, and if he'd been, uh, it stayed injury free, I think would have been a, a definite Scottish international left back, David Murphy. What? Who have you got, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you were thinking outside the box. I'll be honest. Um, I I really liked David Murphy when he was at Hibs. I thought he was a great player. Just um, injuries always. The fact that Hearts had European Championship winner Takis Fisas at the time, I would have said that maybe David Murphy would have been a good signing for the Jams. But uh, no, he was he was a very good player. Totally honest footballer. Um, I really liked him. I thought he was great. And if he was Scottish, he wouldn't have gotten ahead of Gary Naismith. So it doesn't matter. I do actually have two other current players oh, okay. on my list. Um, I think there's one or two others who are still technically playing, but they would be yeah, more yeah. relevant further back. Yeah. Um, so one of them is, and this wouldn't be so much for now, but maybe for two or three years ago, would have been Shea Logan at right back, sort of after Alan Hutton okay. um, had his Catharesque run and then fell to pieces. So in between then and discovering that we could just shove Tierney yeah. in at the right, yeah. we were always yeah. sort of just struggling. He would be somebody. He wouldn't be a star necessarily. I think everyone's going to be a somebody in the in these <laughs> lists. Like it's uh, yeah. Yeah. And the other one that I have at the moment is actually Scott Sinclair because he's never had an England cap. Has he not? No, he has. Not according to Wikipedia. Oh shit! Maybe he hasn't. <laughs> he's had. Um, I think he's had caps for their under twenty ones, but never a full cap. So going by our totally made up rules here. Yeah. Sort of, he's in. Scott right. Sinclair. Yeah, fucking hell. Because I was looking at like, Alan Thompson, but he was definitely a cap. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Damn. So now that I've had one Celtic player, shall we just go on to all the Rangers players that we have listed? <laughs> Please do. Um, yeah. So it's basically the Dick Advocat era. Yeah. Um, when other than, obviously there were some like uh, George Alberts and uh, the De Boer twins who were full internationalists and then some. Um, I, I forgot that Alberts had actually been capped because I checked. So did I. Yeah. They'd been capped, what, 40 times? Oh, no, I don't think it's as much as that. I, I think he, he got quite a few amount of caps. I, yeah. I'm not sure. He's playing the same remember, time as Christian. I remember seeing yeah. on Wikipedia Germany and then a number oh. and I was like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> so, so speaking of Germany, an obvious goalkeeper to bring would be Stefan Kloss. Stefan Kloss is yeah. absolutely on my list. I can't believe he wasn't capped. I mean, That's obviously, he was, he was coming through at the same time as Oliver Kahn and stuff like that. Yeah, but Kloss was class. He, you know, he was not a Dor- single cap, like not was, even a friendly. Like he was at Dortmund, yeah, was, and then yeah. obviously like excelled yeah. at Rangers and stuff like that. I was astonished that he did not get. A cap. He's very much on my list. Yeah, and I think most of the list seems to be, um, obviously the bigger European nations because yeah, when you're yeah. going through the lists, um, no, even well, you know, yeah, if someone's Croatian and playing in the Scottish Premiership, they've somehow managed to get a cap. At exactly. Some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a Celtic player then. If you want to, yes, Paulo Di Canio. Did he never get a cap? Didn't ever, was never. Really? Ca- no. I didn't even, 
I didn't even bother looking, <laughs> checking. I just assumed no. he had a car. No, no. I, well, according to a, a kind of Bleacher Report type uh, website that's like the players that never can capped, Paulo De Canio. Paulo De Canio is a great shout. Imagine him playing for Scotland. That would be great. Terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely prime. Don't endorse there. his political views, but like, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but, but then I don't. Uh, there's probably a lot of just <laughs> players that play for Scotland right now whose political views I don't uh, share. So uh, that's uh, very true. Yeah. Um, there is another Italian striker whose star you didn't, shone. You didn't go Negri, did you? I did. <laughs> no, just get him in the team. Just if we played him during those six months and he was used, get him in the team between August and December 1998. Yeah, pretty much. Torn it up. I mean, interestingly, there was one other player who had, I think, a glorious six months for the other half of the old firm, um, who was called up to the Dutch team once, but had to pull out through injury. Evander Snow? No, (laughs) no, of of the like late nineties sort of era. Late nineties, early two thousands. I think I've no idea. I just thought very specifically Bobby Petter. Oh my god. He was not good enough no. <laughs> to play yeah, in, those, in, in that glorious <laughs> spot of time. Um, no, yeah. I mean, there were, there were a few others, like uh, Didier Gat was another one who I think Barry Vogt actually did try to tap up. Didier Gat? Yeah, uh, I, I did think about a Gat, but I was like, he was really good for like a few months. Mm-hmm. I never, I, I never took to him when he signed for Celtic. I think for Hibs, he was he absolutely was flyer, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. But when he came to, uh, yeah, he I still did. He, 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 he did a job. Right, yeah, he yeah. scored big goals and stuff like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. not so sure. Um, top of my list actually is um, there's nobody better than Mikel Arteta. I had yeah. Arteta. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, a, I, it like, still astonishes me that he never got a Spain cap again. Friendlies, yeah. he was so effective for Everton, and then Arsenal as well. I thought that at some point he would have. Been capped, but then you've got Chabby and the Estes, and you're kind of like, ah, actually, no, it makes total sense that he didn't get a cap. But uh, yeah, Arteta, I would say he was top of my list, followed by Stefan Klotz. Yeah, um, I think the other name that I've got on my list is um, somebody who was also allegedly going to be tapped up at the same time as Gat, and that was Lorenzo Amoruso. Amoruso, yeah, oh yeah, was that been the rumor? Yeah. A lot of the chat. But you know, would he have got ahead of Lee Wilkie? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Scotland sitting half the time. Lee Wilkie just fucking stuck out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Amoruso was yeah cult figure. Yeah, I, I can see why he's in there, but too obvious I mean, for me. Too obvious. <laughs> yeah. I've gone later on. I thought later on, and okay. you know that Rangers, that that team that got to the so many Rangers players, <laughs> that team that got to uh, the UEFA Cup final, and Carlos Cuellar, oh, never got a single cap for Spain, and I kind of thought he was actually pretty decent. Um, I'd take him in a Scotland shirt. I would take him in a Scotland shirt. Yeah, hundred percent. Probably still now, <laughs> as he is now. Yeah. yeah, now he's got his teeth fixed. Yeah, yeah. looks more presentable. Um, for him. I mean, there were a few others that were. Uh, long shots, I think. Uh, Fairly, uh, forgive us if we didn't mention Andy Driver. Yeah, I, I mean, know that you were the, going to. The one guessing you was. No, no, I wasn't no. actually going to. Uh, I thought of five better, but, <laughs> 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 but uh, Andy Driver, the, the one that got away. I mean, literally, they, they sort of re-looked at the rules at the time to, to, to specifically get him in there, and that that's pre-injury. So he played for England under twenty ones. At the European Championships, and I mean, it was a really good England team at that time as well. And everyone thought, "Yeah, this guy, he's he's the one. He's going to kick on." Injuries, man. Uh, Driver could have been something really special. He was a great left winger, proper out and out left winger as well. Um, but so many injuries. I mean, 
the only reason that he moved to America was because of the hot weather and that helps recover injuries quicker. Like he got tendonitis and that was it. Similar to Darren Anderton. That famous name. Um, <laughs> but it was it was the same injury. But no, driver too obvious for me because there was so much chat at the time because he had been schooled. So the, the, the rule was if you're schooled in Scotland for five years and he'd been schooled in Scotland for four and three quarter years. And Scotland specifically went to uh, UEFA or FIFA, whoever it was, and said, "Can we send it, them to Telford College? Is it okay <laughs> if we if we do this?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And they never got called up by Scotland. It was like that was a complete waste of time. So yeah, great stuff. Um, the only other one that I have on my list is from the early two thousands. Um, Julian Speroni. Yes, of course. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> is it actually? Of course, yes. Same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he does have one under twenty cap for Argentina, but he came to Dundee on an Italian passport. Yes, as ah. well. Yeah. Um, and if you had Argentina and Italy, what do you get? Brody Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> so, as as so often is the case with these South American players, as they have dual nationalities. So it's like Samuel Camazola was Brazilian but had an Italian passport sent for hearts um, all this kind of stuff so yeah Spironi was one that I thought yeah. properly hard about and I also put another one in just for you guys Fabian Caballero now he is Argentine but he uh, played for Paraguay in a couple of games that did not come up on Wikipedia I'm he afraid. did he, I'm didn't pretty sure he came up maybe just in friendly really? games yeah good god right okay well strike that from the record please yeah. um, but no there, there wasn't good enough to play yeah. <laughs> Aye, but it would have been Patter, wouldn't it? Uh, get get Fab Cab in there. Um, and I've just realised I've come up with actually seven names, so I've got one more. Has anyone's got any more? No, I, I don't. Any more for any more? Um, at a time, at the time that he was probably playing his peak football in Scotland, um, I think he could have done a real job for Scotland. Bruno Aguiar. Uh-huh. Bruno Aguiar was so good for like mm, 10 months. Uh, when, when that was at the Chabalazlo in charge and, and basically the only players that he got a tune out of were Christos Carapides and Bruno Aguiar as a midfield too and Aguiar was fucking superb for that one and I was like yeah do you know what I'm going to put him in the list because I'm biased I'm a Hearts fan if, that's, if, if, if we can't do that then what's the point of this exactly, this? exactly I think what the segment has shown us is that it is better <laughs> the devil you know and that <laughs> really our options outside of people born in Scotland are pretty limited, so let's just... And also the fact that uh, national team coaches don't give a single fuck about Rangers uh, and never <laughs> scout their games. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're a couple of weeks into the season, but that doesn't mean that we can't have some new season's resolutions. What, oh, yes. do, I, what do I mean by that? What I mean is every year we look at our team and think, surely, surely this is the year that you... Stop being shit, you get promoted, you get to hand and Maybe that's just me, I don't know. Um, but what I am thinking more about is what we as fans are going to try and do more of this season. So, Duncan, I'm going to turn to you first. Is there anything that you are going to try and change about your behaviour? That's a very aggressive. That's a very aggressive. Absolutely. You're going to change your behaviour or not? Uh, one of the things we're going to try and do is uh, just not get annoyed by the people around me at grounds because uh-huh. it's mm-hmm. far. It's far, like because there's a lot of negativity at Easter Road, even when things are going well. Uh, so I'm going to try and be a more zen person. I think a lot of time and just be like these people just get working their frustrations out and not want to necessarily argue with them about how Christian Doidge is being deployed. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm going to try to do. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. Counterpoint to that, you did not sit with somebody for an hour on Saturday 
Go and bring on Andrew Nelson repeatedly for a full hour. To be fair, and then saying Hemmings is not playing well. It's like, He's one of the best players on the pitch right now. Will you shut up? But bring, on, stand, bring on Andrew sorry, Nelson, chant. Would it work? Though? It did work so, in the end. I mean, you should be more thankful for this guy. Um, I, I don't know if I can. I'm going to have way more thankful. I changed my season ticket seat precisely <laughs> to try and no, not because of this guy. I changed away from somebody else, and now I've been stuck next. So maybe the lesson is just that. It doesn't matter where I sit, something like this is going to happen to it, it doesn't matter where you are in any stadium in Scotland, you're always going to be surrounded by arseholes. I, I think that, like, I used to sit in Section G at Tynecastle, surrounded by arseholes. You used to sit in Section Z, family stand, with my dad, surrounded by arseholes. Now sit in Section T, main stand, absolutely teeming with arseholes. It doesn't matter where you sit, you're always going to, you're always going to have that there. I find myself getting frustrated but I think I only ever got involved <laughs> once uh, and it was passive aggressively. I didn't talk directly to the guys. Uh, they were basically, um, it was a Scottish Cup tie between Hearts and St Johnston and Arnold June was the, the focus of their negative attention. Hearts? Um, okay, I can't, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put together why this might be the case. Astounding, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Arnold June got two assists in the first 45 minutes and, and these guys were absolutely screaming at him and I basically just shouted, Two assists! Is that two assists for our Lord and Saviour Arnold Jim? <laughs> and the boy came down and tried to literally fight me on the spot. So I kind of thought, ah, do you know what? I'm it's actually not just going to ignore this from now on. Um, it doesn't matter where you sit. You're, you're always going to be surrounded by arseholes. And I've learned my lesson now that uh, those two pints of Strongbow before the game and me shouting my praise of Arnold Jim <laughs> maybe wasn't the best thing to do. So uh, yeah, I, I do not get involved unless it's overtly racist. In which case, I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that brings me neatly onto. My resolution, not the racism bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just to clear that. They're going to be more racist, <laughs> even more. Um, no, the um, my resolution is to try to get to the ground barely at any time before kickoff. Um, <laughs> the, the, the reason for that is that I think uh, usually when I've been going to games, I tend to because I live in Edinburgh, tend to take the car. Um, with me because I'm not going to pay ScotRail 30 quid return every time I want to go to Dundee Um, but inevitably it ends up with me drastically misjudging it and ending up at the ground like half an hour beforehand and I'm sitting there for half an hour boring out my skull listening to Spectrum by Florence and the Machine for the umpteenth time in my life Um, Shotgun by George Ezra is another that seems to be on loop now but um, and and the last Stone Roses single, the football grounds are the only places still yeah. playing Stone Roses new singles. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try and switch it up a bit more. Maybe go up by train, take a few pints, pop in and see my folks, and then just barely make it to the game in time. Get the adrenaline pumping because there is nothing to be gained by getting to the ground even 15 minutes early. The, I would say the flip side to that is I can't stand missing kickoff though. Yeah, like that is my it like is. I'm I, like a very small. Like pet peeve of my like, I, like I, the sun that makes me think that it's all going to go wrong if I am in the ground at three o one. So I am generally a very anxious person. That's that's who I am. And see if I'm late for anything, I'm a bit like fucking hell. Like I'm rattling. Like I'm on a bus or something. I'm rattling. I'm like fuck. I'm going to be late. See if I'm late for a Hearts game. I go manic. I just <laughs> I go absolutely no. I can't even miss kickoff. I hate it. And like even it's it's that way. So. Outside tank, you can hear the whistle being blown for the start of the game. I frantically put my <laughs> ticket into the machine, just like, come on. And then I absolutely sprint up. And then all you do is you, you get up and you see Michael Smith hoofing it out of the park for a throw. And you're like, 
you shouldn't get annoyed, but you're absolutely right. It's it's the worst feeling. So I would I would much rather if, if the choice was between every week being there half in the ground half an hour early or being in the ground at two minutes past three. I'll I'll be there half an hour early. Right. Like uh, that would that that is always. I mean, if that was the choice, yeah, yeah, but it's really yeah. <laughs> by choice. Um, I think a, a resolution for me is just to go to more away games. Yeah. Um, the, the most enjoyable season I've ever had following Hearts is just in the championship mm-hmm. because I saw it as a, weirdly, I saw it as a novelty because I was like, there's all these stadiums that I'll never go to again because it was like, Hearts are going to get promoted. That's fine. So, you know, but Palmerston went to the Indo drill, mm-hmm. uh, went to all these stadiums across Scotland mm-hmm. and I was like, this is fantastic. And then I, back to the top fight and I was like, actually, I haven't been to Fur Park in seven years. <laughs> like, I've not been to New Douglas Park in so long. And it's yeah. just like, I, I really enjoy it. I went to Aberdeen, um, opening, opening day of the season. Obviously, the result wasn't great, but it was just. But you had the night out in Fraser Brothers the night before. By the way, this is maybe for a patron or something. <laughs> I'll just run through my night in Fraser Brothers. It was. Class. Anyway, <laughs> um, just the you know going to an away game and and having that it's a completely different atmosphere and all that kind of stuff. I really enjoyed it. Um, arseholes and the heart support aside, because <laughs> there are some real arseholes. But I just need to get to more away games. Like the, this season, I would love to go to St Mirren, for mm-hmm. example. Like it's just down the road for me on the train, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just get to more away games and, and and sort of just enjoy that a little bit more because I, I miss. I miss a few home games nowadays and stuff like that, and I absolutely despise it. Like, so. Yeah, no, I'm 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 keen to do more away games, and another thing is just going to to new grounds and stuff like that. Just, yeah. I mean, I've done I've done the the 42, or now it's the 41 because Cove come up and stuff like that. But uh, uh, the they ruined it. For you. They've ruined yeah. it. For me. Yeah, uh, but like, yeah, just going just going to see, uh, yeah, more, more junior football, some lone league football, uh, maybe some higher league. I'd love to get to Fort William at some stage. Let's see, that was a long-standing thing, even before the documentary. Yeah, uh, yeah, just seeing some more, see some more support, put money where mouth is and stuff, and support the women's game a bit more. Like, had a great time at the World Cup in France and stuff. And obviously, there's a Scotland game coming up Easter Road at the end of the month. But like, go tack, go into some of the league matches as well and stuff like that. Yeah. But then again, it's like all these things. It's all the travel and stuff like that. Like Scotland is shit for travel. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's weighing that things up in terms of also having like. Work and things like yeah, so was it an actual social life and yeah, all that kind of yeah. stuff? Yeah, no, it, it's tough. I, I think it's interesting what you said about women's football as well. I, I'd love to get to more of that. Obviously, I think some of us are going to go to the Scotland game at Easter Road, um, but it, it's it's that sort of thing. It is put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, we we supported it through the summer, but it wasn't just the summer. That's, yeah, it can it can only, be just that. Um, that's not the only time that women's football happens, yeah. and I, I think, like, especially with uh, the, the Hearts women's team now becoming a, a much more prominent thing. And what Hearts um, are doing, like, Hearts have been really progressive in terms of what they're doing and stuff like that, and the, the, uh, I mean, they, they signed the director of football from Man City. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, he's a Hearts fan, yeah. <laughs> which helped a lot, but, you know, getting him in to oversee the women's football operations and stuff like that, mm. so they clearly mean business, and I think... Uh, even just getting to record in for a game and stuff like that. I think yeah, it'd be, I look forward to Hibs. Hibs uh, will be Hibs ladies will play in the the Champions League. So I'm looking and Hibs have said I think that it's going to be the home game will be Easter Road and yeah. stuff like that. So getting along to that, it'd be good if we can get as many people along to that as possible. Just because I think it would like it's it's. Uh, it's too easy to be sneering about a lot. Like it's not not just it's too easy to be sneering about Scottish football full stop. And and I think that what's kind of disappointed me about some Scottish football fans' attitude to, to how positive people were about the women's game is they 
they're the same people that got annoyed by how English people are sneering towards the Scottish game. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like we should just be trying to like support football. But like that sounds like a broken record, and it's not really for the listeners of this podcast because we know you guys yeah. aren't. If you listen to this, then you and if you've not switched off after the uh, last segment, then <laughs> woo, uh, then you know like. Uh, yeah, you don't need to know that. Like, you're interested in, like, even if you didn't know it, you were interested in why, what, what Stranraer are doing different this season or whatever. Like, but yeah, I think there's, uh, I think it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, like, football's just brilliant, eh? But like, right. just like, you need to, you need to see just not your own team as well. Yeah. Right. I, I think like, a big thing for me this year, uh, mainly due to that incredible pull at the heartstrings video, I'd love to go to a Clyde Bank game this year. Just because again, it's just down yeah. the road. Like, I've been to, uh, I've been to Home Park a few times and stuff like that, and it's like I really enjoy going to see Clyde Bank. My my brother used to uh, report mm-hmm. on Clyde Bank and stuff like that, so it's like, and they've got amazing strips. They've got the Peru style strips, so it's like, yeah, I, I think going to a couple of Clyde Bank games this year, maybe against Yoker, you've got the local derby there. Like, I, I would love to just go and support more of that type of football as well. Like, obviously, I know a lot of people that go and see Pollock, um, one of the the bigger yeah. teams in in that sort of uh, that sort of area. So, yeah, I think just. Go and watch more football because it's okay. I mean, you guys are lucky in that. Well, both of your um, men's teams have top women's. line teams. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's that certainly. <laughs> um, so you know, like you've got Hearts ladies, Hibs <laughs> ladies. Um, Dundee don't. Yeah. Have anyone? Yeah. Um, but for me, the the added draw of the away days is that. Well, we've got three and a half thousand season ticket holders this season, and at Dunfermline we've filled um, the East Stand. East End Park yeah. um, didn't go that well in the whole run um, but I think this season the great thing about away days for Dundee is that there could be quite given, fun days out this yeah, yeah, it's, it's dropping totally, out of the championship is great because yeah. winning games because <laughs> winning games yeah. is quite winning nice and, you know like just ticking off grounds I've not been to before so I'd never actually been to East End Park before right. so that was a nice wee revelation for me do you want to know uh, something cannot, I've never been to Dens have you not no I've never I been. thought you were there I must have been Joel. Nope. I have been to Tanadice uh, about seven times and I've never been to Dens. There you so, go. Well, you won't go. be going this season unless nope. you get us in the fourth <laughs> round of the Scottish Cup and scud us. But, uh, um, yeah. but no, it's just it's great to go to grounds that I've never been to before. There'll be some of those games where um, against, I would assume, against likes of maybe Alloa mm-hmm. um, or against our growth where you know there will be yeah. as many, if not more, Dundee fans than there will be. I think our, so that'll be a, our a very, both away for Dundee will be amazing this yeah. year like so good especially because like Bobby Lynn's a massive Dundee fan <laughs> so you know just seeing him putting his hands up putting his head down he completes his hat trick <laughs> just to apologise to us will be great Rab yeah. Douglas is on the coaching staff so yeah. we're all going to try and hug him um, <laughs> you know not Dick, Tan- Dick Campbell because he played for United but that's alright yeah, um, but no it's I think more away days um, as you say Duncan getting to more just different types of football mm-hmm. and not just going earth PFL is life um, yeah. though it is um, you know like going to different things and just generally making the most of the fact that football is back it certainly is it certainly so is. I think we've probably done enough um, of our <laughs> of our time allotted um, yeah just about I've got one more yeah. thing um, okay. I'm going to base my match day experience lesser in social media this year yes because it is Damaging for the soul, um, especially when you follow a bunch of Hearts fans. It really, it really gets you down, and uh, I think social media generally gets people down. But I'm just going to stop looking at social media on match days, 
unless we beat Aberdeen or Hibs, yeah. in which case I'm just going to throw back on it. the yeah. fucking life out of them. Yeah. But other than that, I, I just, uh, yeah, it's, it's a total detriment to my enjoyment of a, of a match, is sort of lingering about on social media. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going mean, to do that. That's one of the things I've, done, I've started to do already this season, is the televised games is, tr- uh, is, is put my phone down or... Uh, when it's on because what ends up happening is I end up paying far more attention to watching videos on or on Twitter or, 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 yeah. or trying to noise people up about it and then it turns out to be like I didn't actually uh, see who was pl- I didn't really see, aside from the goals when you look up and see the chance or whatever you've not I'm, I'm missing the shapes of the game and, and yeah. what's going on yeah. so yeah trying to be more in the experience of yeah. even if it is just on the telly yeah, like, I'm, I've, I've got quite better uh, good, good at um, just putting my phone in my pocket now at games and just yeah. like not uh, not being on the whole time but before yeah. during and after I think, yeah. just I think one of the most uh, depressing things for me about when I was at Dundee Air other than the fact that we were playing Air United in a league game is <laughs> that, um, is there was a guy in front of me um, in front of me or two rows in front of me off to the side and he was there with this kid and I was watching him and he was checking his phone every couple of minutes and it was checking Fantasy think, football? Nope, Skybet. Nope. Oh. Um so it was that sort of element for me as well, which is like if someone like pulls out a coupon out of their pocket at half time and checks it and then like rips it up or whatever, fine, yeah. it's half time, do that. Yeah. Um but somebody checking during a game that they've already paid twenty odd quid to go into. Yeah. Um checking you know, I was yeah, getting on like that's not actually enjoying football that is um, using it as a proxy for problems yeah and that, I mean I think it's not the case for us uh, on the show and, and most a lot of the listeners but yeah I, I'm, I don't I don't uh, like the English fantasy football like the Scottish ones is back is good and stuff it's a bit fun but it's not T- like people already have their teams, if that means like yeah, the club yeah, teams. Yeah. So they're. Inter- I I really don't like when you see it in NFL and stuff like that. Is of people watching games purely for how individual players are performing in terms of their points and their fantasy yeah. like and stuff like that. And it's, it's kind of similar to the betting in terms of like you're only interested, only interested in it, or the the stakes have been raised because you've got a, a stake in it. Mm-hmm. Is I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, there's part of it that sits on easy. I say that as someone I like. I don't gamble on football mainly. I don't gamble mainly mainly because uh, I hate losing so much. Like that's like <laughs> the, the the joy of winning. Is never as is, is never as a high, yeah. Greater than the pain I feel when I lose, yeah. like even when it's like like six team accumulators and stuff like that, and be like, oh, well, it was like four, I, I, I won fourteen thousand pounds. It was like, well, I probably wouldn't have probably had, should have still won though. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank so, yeah. Whole thing for me is just enjoy the match day more. Put my phone down. Yeah, being with, being with friends, being in the present. This is. The Terrace Zen podcast. Exactly. Remind me to come back to you both in February. <laughs> <laughs> or what the afternoon? Yeah. Remind us this on like the afternoon of the, the bottom yeah, yeah. six. Yeah. The, the yeah. afternoon of the twenty second of September. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be a bit different. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up there for just now. We're going to uh, jump over to Patreon, where after. Uh, railing against people checking their phones for scores uh, for bets during the game. I think we're going to pick out a few interesting cup ties where um, you could make uh, a little bit of money, but please gamble responsibly and only check the results at full time so that we don't look like hypocrites. Um, (laughs) But until then, uh, keep your eye on the uh, Twitter account, Facebook, website, etc, etc. All that jazz. There's always stuff going up. 
um, and there's always fun to be had with Scottish football. So until next time, Rob, thanking you. Thank you. And we'll see you later, Duncan, as well. Goodbye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.